everybody starts with the goals because that is a tangible direction that you can go. Hey, thanks for joining me today. You've, you've dialed into the Hope Network. Mom, you're host Barry and my co-host Michelle is a little under the weather. You know we live in the Chicago area and as a result we have known and we have to deal with icy situations and since this podcast is so focused on difficult times it's important that you know we face Michelle and Barry both of us face hard times as well and uh, it just happens that Michelle fell down on the black ice and as a result she herniated a disc right before right below her plate that she has in her neck from her broken neck accident so things continue to happen and just because you have a podcast doesn't mean you're exempt from issues not at all you can face all kinds of issues while you're doing the podcast and uh and we're and we and you're getting this word almost like a live podcast because michelle's not with us today and uh i i wish her a quick quick recovery and hopes and prayers and thoughts are with her right now as she does go through the recovery process i know She's in a lot of pain, and she went to the hospital, but she will come back and uh, because she's a tough chick, and she's going to face it and move on. So best wishes to you, Michelle, if you're listening to the podcast this morning, and I just wish you a speedy, speedy recovery. We've been talking about taking back control, and the challenge that we face in taking back control is that really how much control do we have as Michelle brought up in our previous podcast? How much control do we honestly really have today? We're going to begin taking back the curtain so you can see the truth of the world we live in. And, and if we believe anything else it's the, the reality is that we've been deceived into believing that Everything is in our control. It isn't. You may have gone to work this morning thinking it was a normal day and left early with a box of your work supplies uh, uh, in your toe and you went home and you had told your spouse you're now looking officially for another job. And you don't know what's going today is going to happen happen and not to be a Debbie Downer but you don't know and I wish you the very best and you may be facing a medical uh, uh, problem right now that you're facing whether it may be a diagnosis or you are currently laid up because of something this is the voice of hope. That's why we are the Hope Network. We want to give you some hope. But I'm going to talk to you about taking back control in a different way. Because we quite often think of 
having control of our life. And one of the things that you come to discover is that when tragedy strikes, you immediately are confronted with a lack of control. It's usurped from you. You don't have a, maybe you've been thrown into an ambulance with IV stuck in your arms. Maybe you came home and your spouse announced they want a divorce. All of a sudden, you lose control. And uh, there is a, an illusionary part of that. And uh, the, we'll talk about that in future episodes. But we we want to do whatever we can to restore a degree of control. You will never can have ultimate control. That's the reality. But you can have a degree of control. And it's amazing how therapeutic having a level of control can be. Now, we've talked about in the previous episode, we talked about the importance of physical exercise, the sweatier the better. And if you can get some time in the gym or on, a, on a, something at home, if you can work out some, you're going to find that there is value to that. And then there's other things you can do as well. Having goals for your future. Did you plan a trip? Wow, you get to take a little control of your life by planning where you're going to be. It doesn't have to be an expensive trip or, a, or a, something that you've dreamed about for years. All those things are fine as well. But just having some kind of, I'm going to go someplace. And that way you are, you are removing yourself from your current world of st stress and you're moving into another world. And it might be that you drive just to the Arboretum. It might be that you drive to the local pr nature preserve. It might be that you go to a theater production. It might be that you take a trip. I took a trip to see my sister in New York. And that was quite an adventure because I was going to take the train out to New York and then I would leave at night and arrive there in the morning because of where she lived. And uh, she arranged to pick me up when I, I arrived at her station. But it was a matter of walking across the train tracks here it, from, from my town to the train station and having a ticket ready. There was multiple aspects of that. And I, as you know, I had a stroke a couple of years ago. So as a result, it may affect what I'm saying here on the microphone. Sure, absolutely. But it also is a challenge to my mind on being able to manage the details of a trip. And to me, I thought of that as a wonderful exercise to keep my brain function flowing and going in the right direction. So I, I would recommend taking a trip, planning uh, some kind of a goal for your future. In fact, that's the first thing that your therapist, if you were having physical things, is they would ask you, what are your goals? And you may see that even if you're in a depression uh, and your therapist might ask you, so what are your goals? 
everybody starts with the goals because that is a tangible direction that you can go. But what else can you do? Well, you can write down your feelings. Now, our future episode, we're going to talk about journaling and the power of journaling. They used to call it a diary, but now it's journaling and uh, how you can frame that. We're going to talk about that, but there's something about writing down your feelings. Or I'd even go so far as cutting out pictures that represent your feelings and putting them, gluing them down on the pages and keeping this way you're actually keeping not only a journal for that moment, but you're keeping something you get to, uh, it's a delight to, to refer back to that on this date, this is how I felt. And wow, I'm, I progressed amazing to that. I was speaking the other day at church and I was commenting to my wife that, wow, look at this. I actually did this without breaking down. I was able to achieve something. And uh, that was very encouraging. But just remember, a journal is yours. It belongs to you. You can make it whatever. Do you want to make it an entry only of a number? Number seven, say, Mickey Mantle's number of the New York Yankees. Okay, put down seven and close the book. It doesn't matter. You're not turning it in for a grade, you know. You This is yours. Do you want to just put a picture there? Do you want to just draw a picture? Do, you can do whatever you want. It's your journal. We'll talk more about that in the future. Now, there is no question that we've, we've already talked about this, but I'm going to tell you, remind you, Study up is one of the uh, one of our episodes, and we talk about the value and the power and the controlling factor of studying up about your situation, whatever your drama is. If maybe a loss of a parent recently, it might be the loss of a marriage, it might be loss of a job. It all comes down to loss of health, loss of something, loss of something that loss is that common word, right? As I said this, but when you research about what others are saying about your particular situation, you are becoming a stronger and more aware and better able to be a personal advocate for your treatment plan with your care team. When they are asking you questions, you're asking, you're talking to them and asking them questions. And even in the selection of your care team, it will be impacted by the level of understanding you have. You know, when I had a stroke, I didn't know anything about a stroke other than drooping face and uh, aphasia, the inability to speak. I only knew those two things as signs of stroke. I didn't know the uh, the level that a stroke might impact me, and uh, but I researched and I studied up about it, and I became more able to be conversational about it. Now, we're not just ending there. It's as important as researching your or studying up about your particular cause or joining a support group where you can hear others how critical that is hear others 
that will give you a little level of control, feeling of control. But there's also the recognizing when you're participating in stinking thinking, when you're talking negatively about yourself or about others on a regular basis, that might be an indication of a further loss of who you are because you're actually, by talking negatively, you're, uh, you're really attacking other people. And that in itself is painful. And uh, you can recognize these things by, because you use the word never and always so frequently in your conversation. As a result, you know that you're dealing with uh, some other negative perspectives in your life. You need to get a hold of that, your conversation and your thoughts. Now, another thing. Last, these are last two more things that I would share with you to regain some level of composure and control in your crazy world right now is helping others. Boy, volunteering opportunities are all around you. And you're going to soon find that others are having worse issues than you are. And I can say that blindly here on the microphone. You don't, I don't know you. You don't know me. And, but I can guarantee you that you will find a situation that is worse or could be worse. You could be worse. And you'll find that through volunteering, helping others. And what a strength there is found in helping others others reaching out to other people who are hurting and they're living in darkness and you can give them hope by giving them hope you it's amazing we're kind of wired for this god placed in us this way that if we help others we actually start helping ourselves and i would suggest that taking control means helping others, it becomes a priority in your conversation. And then finally, I would leave with you, not that it's the last thing, but there is tremendous power in faith. Knowing that there's a greater power out there is such a powerful, powerful uh, antidote for your situation reaching out and recognizing that you don't have all the answers, that you can trust in God and that he will give you um, strength inside that the old saying goes that whenever God closes the door, he opens a window. And sometimes life closes the door, slams it, in fact, slams it shut. But God will always open a window for you. He'll show you another way. And if you look for it, you will find it. And that doesn't just confine itself to some spiritual uh, prayer life or whatever. It, it also means being associated with the community of believers, a community of faith. You're not alone. You have people that are around you that support you.
Well, you've been listening to the Hope Network. Thank you so much. I know you got stuck with just Barry today. And hopefully Michelle will be back soon and she'll give us an update on her situation with her neck and her spine and how she got herself injured. We'll give you an update on her and her journey and uh, let you know. But until then, thanks for joining us. And if you want to learn more about the two of us, you can go onto our website, which is entitled www.talksabouthope. And talks is plural, talks about hope, one big word, dot com. And you can learn more about us. <clears throat> My voice is getting a little gravelly, so that's a good sign that I'm ending this podcast here today. But thank you so much for joining us.